We make all kinds of connections, from our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening, and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show, and we're really glad that you are joining us tonight. Uh, we're talking about a pretty interesting subject, actually, that uh, we all do, but we'll save that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm Gordon Riddell. I am your host, and I am here with our co-host and my friend, our very knowledgeable naturopathic doctor, Dr. Alexia Georgiousis. How are you? I'm well, Gord. How are you? I hear you're planting things. I am. I'm planting. I was very excited. I bought some organic lettuce seedlings, thinking I bought four, but I bought nine. And now I have a lot of lettuce in pots, and, and it's going to be exciting. I do. And and good thing, I, I really enjoy lettuce. So I'll have lots, but I do have your address. I think I might have okay. to share. There might might be such abundance. I could maybe share you uh, with a bunny rabbit or something. Yeah, the- yeah that too. <laughs> uh, we are live. If you would like to join in on our conversation this evening, uh, you can reach us toll-free from anywhere in North America at 1-888-346-9141. So what are we going to talk about? Self-sabotage. We all do it. I do it. You do it. We do it. Or done it. Continue probably to do it at some point. It's an interesting area. It's an interesting area, and I think it is an incredibly important area that often doesn't get addressed in the way that allows the depth of what's actually there to be revealed, because it's not a quick fix. And, no, it's actually you know, quite complicated. It is. It's it really complex, is. Because it really just embraces so much of basically uh, our belief system and how we think. Exactly. Exactly. Know? Another one is how we get in our own way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and looking at... Tr- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we wouldn't have problems if we knew how to stay out of our own way. You know? Well, and isn't this the sort of, I don't know what you would call it, the uh, ultimate seeking question of how to not get in your own way and I'm not sure I I have no idea because I feel that again with self-sabotage it's often unconscious it's very unconscious so so, you know you can have so many um, you know intentions and plans and feeling like you're taking these steps to progress and yet something happens and that mysterious something is is very, very interesting to me around also where the power is. And I know, Gord, you know much more about this than I do, but around even the archetype of the saboteur. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's also not a singular event. You know, mm-hmm. it can be an accumulative process. For instance, let's say your goal uh, intention is you want to go to Europe some summer when we're allowed to move around again. And... You know, that, that requires a fair amount of money uh, for, you know, because you don't have friends stay there. And so you're going to be staying in hotels and moving around. And gradually, though, you're spending money over here and money, you know, and then as it gets closer and we're allow, allowed to fly, you really can't afford that. 
because your credit cards are maxed out. You know, so accumulating debt is really a really big one. You know, or getting getting money coming in and saying, "Well, I'll put that on the credit card and it'll be fine," and then you procrastinate and not do it. And, right. You know, procrastination is another really big one. It is a big one. And I think we had a previous show at some point where we talked a little bit about procrastination. I believe it was last year sometime, but it, it really goes hand in hand where we don't necessarily recognize how we are sabotaging ourselves. And, you know, you and I have talked many times about becoming more aware and more conscious is not necessarily a good time. Well, this is true, <laughs> but there's no time like the present, as they would, my mother always said. Uh, you know, I mean, when do you decide? Okay, well, when this is all over, I'll start. Exactly, you know, exactly. Like, you know, we can at least have a, a little bit of awareness without having to, like, ups, upend everything. Right, you know? right. And you see, that that in itself is self-sabotaging. You know, so I'm tell me more. To, what do you mean by that? Keep going. Well, you know, it's like, all right, I want to, I want to make a change. I, I, I'd like to work on something in my life, and and so what I do is I find like seven things that could include putting your house together, right? Getting rid of the garbage, this clutter, that, and you do it all at once, right? <laughs> you, you break up with the girlfriend, with the boyfriend. You break up, you know, throw out all your old clothes. You know, run up your debt. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my god. Yeah. You know, like instead of instead of working with a singular goal that's you know really is achievable, we just yeah. turn our life upside down. And yeah. very often that's what people do is, you know what? I'm fed up with everything the way it is. I just want to move on and do something different. But they do everything at the same time: new car, new house, new maybe new city. That people are doing that big time right now during the oh, pandemic. absolutely. Well, then it goes back to that aspect of of avoiding the discomfort and not seeing that actually there's something else at play here. I remember years ago when um, Carolyn Mace visited Toronto a long time ago and and I remember one of her conversations that she uh, one of in during a presentation rather is she said, you know, when someone shows up beside you, and at that time she was saying on a plane or, you know, in the whenever you're even sitting in an audience, she said, it's up to you to figure out why they're there. And, right. you know, that that awareness is massive because imagine being in the world and we, we sort of think, oh, you know, why is it that, oh, this person shows up for me, you know, for me to explore something. But what you're referring to is something even bigger where that immediacy around, I want to change, that's it, I'm going to head forward and do this, but I'm going to do 10 things at once. Same time, right. You know? So you create an enormous discomfort because now everything is kind of derailed and you're yeah. like, oh my God, you know, what have I done? And some of it's like, you know, a lot of work, for instance, to put all your closets back in, you know, yeah, all exactly. the clothes you have piled exactly. in the living room and you can't decide then which ones to keep and not keep, you know, it's just an ongoing Thing. Absolutely. People, I hope people are relating to what I'm saying because I just know so many people that go through this, you know. Oh, I've done it before. And, and sometimes I'll be working on something and then I'll decide, you know what, it's time for me to start a new course. I need to learn more. And that's not what I need to do. It's like, right. actually, I just need to focus here and work with this. But it, it's that aspect of, okay, what's pulling me towards 
oh no, I, I better gather more information or more training. And there's all sorts of, of I know a lot of colleagues and, and, and friends sure, of mine yeah. who, who are in that place as well. But again, it's recognizing it for ourselves and then being able to laugh with it as well. I think that's so part of what helps. is another one. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds very good. And what's interesting is that a lot of what we do can actually be nicely uh, rationalized. I just wanted to get a little more information right. about this subject to exactly. put into the course. To, you know, and exactly. We don't. We get into Google and it goes over to here. Then you follow yep. this line and, you know, it's, it's on and on. So I think distractions, you know, we're looking over going, God, that window's really dirty. I think I'll clean it. <laughs> You know, and then that has to lead to the window beside it. And, you know, they yeah. say, you know, you're cleaning yeah. everything and going, that's not what I'd intended today. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of an avoidance and a restless energy, yeah. right? A restlessness. And, and I think that, you know, I remember years ago, I was at a course uh, program I was doing and, and uh, we had to meet back at the meeting area at a particular time. And this is just an example of sort of unconscious behavior, but becoming conscious of it. <laughs> and what happened was, you know, let's say we had to meet back at 2.30 and we had a task to do before we could go back and meet at 2.30. So I finished the task and I found myself running back to we were outdoor it was on a land we were camped out for like a week but I was running back to the meeting place and I had no idea why I was just running and I remember (laughs) I remember getting back and thinking why am I running like as if there's urgency or there's not enough time but there was no need for me to run but it was just that that sense of oh wow I had no idea that that just was an like a reactive placed for me to go was it sabotage well it made it less you know fun to just walk back instead i felt like i had to race back you know it's just (laughs) and then get your breath back and stop sweating and you know so it creates discomfort you know and that discomfort is overriding another level of discomfort Mm -hmm. you know and that's and that's the awareness piece so if i if i pull everything apart in this house or i want to get distracted over here then You know, the awareness piece would be, okay, just a minute, what am I really feeling here? What's, what's, what's that sort of nervous energy or what's that feeling that's sort of playing out in my stomach or right. <clears throat> whatever? And, and that's hard to identify. It's very it's hard become, to identify. It's become automatic. Distract, mm-hmm. distract, you know, all those kinds of things. The distraction, of course, creates the procrastination and then possibly lateness. Yeah. Uh, you know, all kinds of, it's, it's, it's almost like a domino effect it can have. I, absolutely. And I really like your uh, reference to, you know, noticing where in the body it is. Yeah. Because because unless we slow down and notice it and say, oh, I'm feeling this sensation. But if we don't pause or slow down enough, it's an immediate sense of just reaching without realizing we're reaching for another distraction. That's right. You know, another, another whatever it is. And even if that's making you uncomfortable, that uncomfortable is less than the uncomfortable you're hiding. Does yes. That make any sense? Yes, it does make right? sense. Absolutely. So whatever it is that you really don't want to feel. Interestingly enough, when people actually get to it, it's pretty small. It's not that huge, mm. you know, that uh, it can't be changed. And, right. And that's really where it goes, you know, because at the root of all self-sabotage is what it is that we believe in. Yeah. 
know, yeah. what, are, what are our, our beliefs. We can carry so many of these unconscious beliefs around about ourselves and about the world. Uh, we can look at some of those in a minute. Uh, you know, but the, we can project so much confidence to coworkers and friends, family, our partners, you know, yeah. but inside it, we're a mess. We're a yeah. negative and totally self-defeating behaviors that are rattling us, but yet we are so calm and cool on the outside. Yeah, and that's the that's the aspect of, of it is a conflict, and it's the aspect of shame, you know. And and yeah. you know, I think that working with this from a very different place, and and just the importance of how we all need to take responsibility for our own self exploration and becoming whole. But it requires support sometimes and guidance sometimes oh, because absolutely. you know the, you know Can't what. Do this what alone. No, it's, I think, I think that nature is massively helpful, but I also think that, because sometimes I think we can get too caught up in the, the language and the words, you know, I've said this before to you around, around labeling and going into the intellectual aspect. You mean and psychobabble? Into, <laughs> yes, psychobabble, psychobabble, yes. Yeah, yeah. And just analysis, which yeah. I find quite exhausting personally, maybe because it's it a little is. bit too easy for me to go into an analyzing. <laughs> <laughs> Paralysis by analysis. Exactly, exactly. And we could do that. It's, it's easy to do. But, you know, I think because, you know, you're identifying the shame thing. I think that we need to speak about it, though. You yes. Know, and whatever language we're comfortable with. If you're a psychologist, psych- psychotherapist, then you might use right. that kind Naturopath. of language. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, but... You know, we don't need to use that language in order to, to create some awareness and healing. No, no, you know? no. And, and I really feel that this ability to identify that it, you know, what's really there, because we're so afraid to know. And, and what you said is that often it's something that's actually really small. And very often I find it's also not true. When you, you know, it's just, it's based on something that is coming from, you know, an old story or whatever it is, fear. And, and uh, yeah, this, this to me is um, a, always a very interesting piece to inquire about. Yeah, like self-limiting beliefs. Self-limiting beliefs. And, and I think, you know, the self-limiting beliefs come up and sometimes it can feel really overwhelming to go, oh my God, I have that. And it's just, how am I going to change that? Because we get impatient. You know, we want results, whether we want more of something. We usually want more of something. But right? you don't more, deserve it. Right. That's, and that keeps going into... <laughs> That's a huge one. It you is You don't deserve huge. to be happy. Don't deserve to be happy. I can't be happier than my family. I can't be happier yeah. than my partner. You know, I, I... Exactly. You know, I, 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 really I have to me, stay small. Right. If they really knew me, they'd leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, those are all, yeah. I mean, that, those are, those are a lot of shame messages, you know, as well. Uh, a lot I'm not of good shame. Enough. I'm not yeah. good enough, smart enough, attractive enough, or thin enough. Right. Or I'm not allowed, or I'm, you know, like whatever it is, I'm not powerful enough. I'm not smart enough. I, I don't, you know, I'm not pretty enough or handsome enough or, I, or I'm not successful. I don't have enough money in my bank account or I don't own well, enough. Life is, life is hard, you know. Life is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Right. Life is a bad money doesn't grow on trees. Money does not grow on trees. Right. Or beggars can't of, be choosers. Get out of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have, what do you think it does, grow on trees? I looked for money trees for years. 
I was convinced it did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all those messages, those are family messages yeah. that we've taken on as a kid, you know, but we act them out, you know. It's like, I mean, there's, there's some other ones, we'll, uh, conditions we'll get into in terms of how we're parented, you know. If we in, in any way, shape, or form had that reverse that we, we in some ways parented or, or you know, emotionally supported a parent, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wow, then our messages are we're here to support people. Right, right. And take care of them. You know, a lot of people in the helping professions have similar internal clocks that say oh, things yes. like that. Yes. Well, that's not going to make me want to run out and love somebody very quickly. Right. But if I have to take care of them all the time. Right. You know, so uh, uh, part, part isn't just the messages. Part of it's sort of a learned behavior because of what our, 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 lived, our lived experience was. Mm -hmm. And basing absolutely our experience often... When something is not familiar, we we just don't feel like we resonate with it because it's not familiar. Exactly. Not because it's it's usually healthier, but because we don't sense it as being familiar, we can trick ourselves into thinking, oh, it's not safe this or is this bad. is not okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's not safe, yeah. You know, people who do who who grew up in drama do drama very well because they know how to handle themselves. Put them into a calm place and they're like Okay, this is really boring, you know, and we'll somehow or other want to, you know, make something else happen. So let's make something else happen right here. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to Things Worth Considering. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time, or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. 
Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, just uh, to remind you that if you uh, would like to give us a call, we have a toll-free number anywhere in North America at one 888 So we were, we were talking about sort of scenarios just before we went to the break there, that if you grew up with a parent that, you know, basically had you parenting them, you know, and that, right. and that happens in the instance of, uh, you know, someone dies, a parent dies, and the other parent, you know, or divorce, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but, you know, the, the message is about, you know, taking care of, or yes. maybe your primary job is to take care of your parent the rest of your life, you know. Right. Uh, right. But that's a huge, huge message. It's also, you know, it can also show up in controlling other people's uh, behavior and their, mm. their feelings. You, know? mm-hmm. uh, you want people to feel good. So, it's like, okay, you can't argue here. You can't right. you know, express yourself or all kinds of things. Uh, and that gives us all kinds of other messages. Well, know? and that's a good one around expression, especially because often what I find it does is it, it defaults to really relinquishing your own sense of power and mm-hmm. your own choices because without expression and and uh, actually saying this is what I want or this is what I need or this is my opinion, that that essentially you just give away, you know, your choice. So you're dependent on someone else. And, and that's that's exactly what this is about. Yeah. It's dependency, yeah. the fear yeah. of dependency. Exactly, exactly, yeah. the fear of dependency. And, the, and I think that there's so many um, – things that can happen. But what I want to ask you, Gord, because obviously as a as an RP and in terms of your background and experience, and I know a little bit about the idea of the the archetype of the saboteur, but this aspect about how to embrace it, because I think that's a big part of being able to move and shift with this. Is yeah. that seeing that, you know, the shadow, the and this is in shamanic work, it's in, you know, psychology, you know, you know this. But it's to me that's a big part where it's not like you can rip this part of you out and say never come no. back. You're gone no. forever. Each, each each part, each archetype that we have or voice inside serves a purpose. Yes. Know? And it might be it might be a broken off, uh, painful voice, you know, that perpetuates certain messages. Um but each one does serve a purpose. So obviously, you know, with with somebody, you know, a therapist specifically, mm-hmm. is to work, be able to work with that, mm-hmm. you know, that voice and let that voice express itself and find out why is that voice, how did that voice come to be kind of thing. We're not talking about multiple personalities here or anything like that. No. This, this is not a pathology. Nope. This, this is, is being normal. human. This, this is, is being, being human. human. You know, this is what hurt. Rumi wrote about, you know, in... Yeah. in being human, the guest house. And, and so I see that whenever I feel a sense of um, self-sabotage, and it, it really is so evasive sometimes that it can so be here's come, the thing to look for. Chances no, are you had a but, strong feeling beforehand. Yes. Say that. Wait, say that because I have a question there. But Okay, but, go ahead. Yeah. Go, go with your question. I'll come back to it. Okay, sure thing. What I find is that very often... It's uh, and and in myself and also in clients that I work with, it's it's the aspect of the saboteur serves to identify and reveal fears that are there, the specific fears. Okay. So it's it's an opportunity. So that's what I mean about embracing, being able to say, "Oh, thank you for showing up," and really what 
what's happened is that you're showing me where I have these particular fears and what these fears are. So I think that's what you were meaning around sitting down and talking to a therapist or even, I mean, in, in terms of naturopathic work, a lot of naturopaths work very holistically. And because we see people that want to make progress in their health and they're blocked, they're blocked, right. but you know, it's, it's not, it's not going into different territory. It's really around how do you become whole? How do you integrate? Right. So anyway, does, going back to your. Rarely does a saboteur show up by themselves. Usually mm-hmm. beforehand, that's what I said, a strong sort of an emotional, often anger reaction. And that's your rebel. They usually arrive together. I, I do have a rebel in there. I do. Yeah. yeah. I like so, my rebel. I like my oh, rebel. Absolutely. But can your rebel uh, do something in a way that doesn't invite the saboteur to create some sort of behavior unconsciously for you? Yes. So well, hope so. Idea. Yeah, yeah. Hope so. I, <clears throat> I hope well, so. I, that I have. Well, but, and I think know, that, you know, I've, I've, I find that rebellion, it's a funny word, but it's also, whenever I think of the word rebel, it's, there's association of violence with it. There's an assert, it's a defiance, it's, a, it's kind of a disregard, whereas I, 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 maybe I take it too literally, but I also think that there's a, it's, an, it's, it's relatively young, it's relatively immature, it doesn't have the awareness of you know, standing for rather than against. Because, you know, it's like the teenager saying, no, you can't tell me to do that and I'm not going to do it. But that's a a crucial part of growing up. Yes, very much so. The first one is at like around two and a half, the terrible twos. No, why, why, no, because I said so. Right, Um, or sitting plop on the ground and not moving no matter what, right? Right, okay, now (laughs) they need to be able to know for, to, for that child to be healthy, they need to be able to go into the next room and then within 10 seconds, they come running back to make sure you're still sitting there. Right. All right? right. Or if they make the decision when they want to sit on your lap, you try to bring them up on your lap and they're like, no, no, no. And then, you know, let them go. Mm-hmm. When they make the decision, you don't push them away and say, no, no, I already gave you a chance. I mean, I've seen too many parents do this. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Th- that child is actually learning the first level of separation, and that comes from a place of rebelliousness. All right? The, the 12, 13, 14, whatever, they have to learn how to move from their family grouping into their peer grouping. And from there, they go on to create their own grouping, right? Mm-hmm. As, as parents mm-hmm. or, or well, however they're going to live. Uh-huh. Right. But that, that 12, 13 is also equally as important that the rebellious phase be properly moved through. Uh-huh, I see. Well, and it's interesting what you said because so let's say, let, yes, and let's say with the, the saboteur, so let's say if this, this rebel is there and it's the idea of, I think, I think a lot of people and people that I've known who are actually very, very successful in many ways in their lives. And there's this underlying sense that, you know, somehow they can't do it on their own or suddenly they're going to be holding too much responsibility or they're going to make a mistake and they're going to be, you know, humiliated. All of those stories come up. And, sure. and, and these are friends of mine who are, as I said, extremely successful. And they still, one of my good friends, he, he does mirror work every day because he grew up with such a, 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 a heaviness of he would never succeed. And he's, he's very, very successful, but he also is very aware that he is embracing this part of him on a regular basis. 
and not fighting against it, but he's just, he's, he's becoming relational with this saboteur. Right, right. So, I mean, the other thing too would be, who told him this? Yeah. You know, who's the voice that says, you'll never amount to anything? Oh, his parents. His, it was his parents' family. <clears throat> yeah. So, does he want to continue to believe that? Nope. And he, he, he has, he's done a lot of work and I think that, you know, there's compensation, you know, and well, we always compensate. And yet it's also, I think, accepting that it's actually okay that this comes up every so often, that this, this go, well, this is part of what it is like to be human. But the key is what you said earlier, Gord, was saying, we can absolutely shift these beliefs. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, low self-worth, uh, you know, that's just so out there. I mean, that's basically what you're talking about with him. You yeah, know, and I think it's episodic too. Sometimes I don't think yeah. it's necessarily. It. I think it's. I don't. I don't. I've never thought. You know, in terms of one quality being consistently there, as it's. It's no. And it's, I also don't believe in therapy that we hit that one quality once, right. <laughs> and we move through it and it's gone. Right. You know? It's right. like, oh my God, I've been in here for ten years in therapy, and we're talking about my mother again. Yeah. yeah. It's about going deeper. It's about embracing it things at a much broader, deeper range. And exactly. Influence that has, you know. So whether it's low self worth or fear of intimacy, you know, uh, all of those things, well, they'll keep coming up. And of course, you know, what's so brilliant is is that we will consistently have places in our life that will trigger it again. So I, that we I can go deeper. yes, yes, exactly, and that's the freedom. Is that when you realize, okay, I've moved here, but now it's time to drop a little deeper into this. You know, instead of blaming my parents, I can actually let go of the narrative around my parents and go deeper into what's actually the story here that is, right. you know, revealing itself. Because I do think there's also collective, you know, sort of sabotage energy as well. Yeah, yeah and, the victim is in there. There's a totally. victim in there, you know? Yeah. It was like being victimized by what my parents said or what they believed or having to take care of them or, you know, all of those kinds of things. So, you know, if we once we take back responsibility, we stop being a victim. Yes. You know? And we say, okay, this is, this, I can't change the way I grew up. I can't change who my parents were, you know? And so we stop blaming. And I don't think that we ever become you know, truly, you know, in our adulthood until we stop blaming people for the way that we feel. Blaming everything, Gord. You're absolutely right. People, number one. And then we could blame the pandemic. We can blame the weather. We can blame our astrological sign. We can blame... Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, so many, so many things, right? Yeah, because, absolutely. Because I think that's over-identification over with is something out here and what you're saying is we have to touch it. We have to explore this or we don't have to do anything really, but it, it is the, that's the portal, right? As soon as right. you just allow so yourself I, to be with it, it opens. Yeah. Cause I can't change what happened in my early years. No. All right. But what I am responsible for is how my adulthood will look. You know, I'm going, I can either continue to be subjected to, you know, the insanity of growing up, or I'm going to go, I've been there, done that, and I'm moving on, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you can't even go visit your parents. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying no. about us taking responsibility for our internal, you know, uh, structure. It's, and that's exactly. A lot of work. It, it's, and this is, it is, it requires it 
being conscious, becoming more conscious does require work. It requires a commitment to the self in a way that is, you know, what all of the teachers have said in terms of Buddhism, doesn't matter what, what area, around how do you love yourself and also, in a way, reparent those parts of yourselves, not in a way that is, is um, I, I don't think, excessive, but where you recognize, wow, I really do have to be my own mother or father or parent or you know, lover, uncle, lover. grandfather, lover. Yes, exactly. Where, yeah. where we can start to say, it's okay that this part of me pops up every so often, because that's what I see is a lot of a sense of, you know, in social media, often it's like, you know, get rid of this part of you or end, end these limiting beliefs forever. And I, I, I personally have a little bit of like, hmm, not sure if that's necessarily how it works in terms of it becoming isn't. whole. It you know? isn't. They're great. Those are great marketing things because we're in the microwave society. Let's get rid of it today, now. You know, and you're not right. going to. You no. might get a little bit more awareness. You might have another tool because all of all of these are tools for self survival. Yes. You know, I mean, yes. it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that they're always going to be great, but that sabotage, you know, that we do is actually a form of self survival. You know, we thought. Yeah, very true. You know, I really, I really, honestly try to give people the benefit of saying that in that moment, their choice, although it sucked, was the only way they knew how to deal with this. Because if they knew something else, they would have done it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that, you know, just embracing that we're all doing the best that we can takes that judgment away. You know, it does. You said, oh, wow, you just fucked up. You know, excuse my English. Uh, but it's like, it's such a judgment thing. And people are afraid of that. People are terribly afraid of that. They are. And I really like what you said around recognizing that, oh, in this moment when I wanted to be really big and I had this awareness, I decided to sabotage because I didn't want to make my you know, my sibling feel badly, or I didn't want to make my mother or father feel that they weren't as bright as I was, or whatever the story might be, and recognizing that that is survival on many it levels. Yeah, no, yeah. It really, really as is. As kids, we can't leave that family. That, that's a life or death. Yeah. To leave our that's family. Right. They feed us, right. they house us, they, you know, all those kinds of things growing up. So, you know, it's, it's such an innate understanding you know deep inside that we adjust according to what we think the group needs for us yeah. to be okay and stay in that group right. well that's what we then carry on into the future into our, our adult lives as like group of friends or our family that we've created uh, our extended family whatever we will keep adjusting workplaces we will keep adjusting so that sabotage piece also comes up with probably being angry, mm -hmm. you know, and that's that rebel piece. Here's mm -hmm. an example of, of the three uglies showing up together. The person who has had a substance abuse problem, okay, we'll say the alcoholic. Sure. The alcoholic goes, hey, it won't be, you know, one drink's not going to hurt you. Go ahead, have it. And, and you know, the, and the, the rebel is like, yeah, it's not going to hurt you. Come on, what's one drink if we have one drink? And the saboteur goes ahead and does it. 
Yeah. And then we get really drunk and then we've like lost our sobriety. Right. You know, and then you're so, into that whole addiction cycle, right? Oh, that whole addiction cycle, the whole shame cycle, yeah. you know, that goes with it. So, you know, they don't they don't arrive by themselves. So while we're talking about self-sabotage, there's other, as you said, archetypes. I'm glad you brought it up. Other archetypes come into play with this or other voices in our head. You yeah. know, that one feeds off the other. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Go ahead. It's like your little brother, you know. Go ahead. Try right. it. Try it. Right. Or us doing it to our little brother, you know. Go ahead, Mikey likes it. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, that, and I, I, I feel that that really does show up when you know working with people around the self care of whether they want to feel less anxious or they want to feel better in their physical bodies. Because as we know, those thoughts and beliefs they do show up in the body. That's where a somatic therapy comes in. They they Absolutely. start to manifest as physical ailments, and yeah. then when you're starting to I don't even want to say deconstruct because I feel like it's more about untangling it all and being able to say, oh, this piece is still part of me. And I, I really feel it's so important to integrate these parts and, and have that awareness of recognizing, oh, and questioning who's, who's showing up right now in this conversation. You know, is it the rebel who's getting defensive or defiant, right. you know? I think the most important thing that we can do is to learn how to get into our bodies and yes. get out of living in our heads because yes. that's where the damage is being done. Our bodies, when people drop into their body and like stay there, and that's the whole basis of somatic yes. therapy is that's where your power lies. Yeah. And suddenly, <clears throat> those voices just stop, and that's amazing. Yeah. We have to stop here, though, and take a commercial break. It will be back in two minutes. You're listening to Things Worth Considering. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories, it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we are talking this evening about self-sabotage. And we decided everybody does it. There's one uh, that we haven't really talked about yet, uh, and that's the whole thing of the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Huge. You know, uh, that um, they're going to find out. They're yeah. going to find out that you don't know as much as you're supposed to know or you do right. know or let on. Interestingly, on some studies, some of the most accomplished women uh, uh, really suffer from this imposter syndrome, much more so than men. And I'm talking about like highly degreed, you know, mm-hmm. research skilled, uh, and they are more likely to experience this than what men are, so, which is really interesting. It is interesting, and it's it's something that I I'm hoping that more women have uh, been able to sort of heal or see what is this about, and is it a comparison? Because I think that's very often when when people over pay over too much attention to social media or the news there's often a lot of comparison going on and maybe the women are th- believing or feeling that there's a sense of judgment that somehow they're not girls yeah and they're and they're they can't compete with men i mean i don't know if that's true or not but i i feel that again it goes into compensation and awareness of compensation and yeah. and you know, I, I think imposter syndrome happens to many people. How do you claim that you can be an authority on your own experience? Well, you can, but it, you it's, it's, you it's still it. you are. But yeah. but it's that sense of again, oh, what is the perception? You know, whose lens are we looking at ourselves through or at? Right. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. going into that aspect of, of wait a minute, that's the exploration and identifying. Wait a sec, this was the voice of my, you know, whatever friends or family, and and sometimes you can really challenge. Did they actually say that? And it's like no, but I. It was a perception. Yes. Yeah. And then the, the is, perception is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that there's, you know, I mean, there's still a perception of. Uh, as much as they're trying to change it, you know, of men versus women. Uh, yes. You know, and I think oh, both perceptions have to change. Both perceptions have to change, but we, you know, all we can do is work with our own experience and recognize that when someone gives you a look or someone makes a comment, that how do we train and how do we live to be human beings where we can basically be very aligned in ourselves. And and this is something that I think is really an essential conscious skill or awareness skill that isn't taught, right? We don't we don't actually learn it, which is why, you know, I think so many people are struggling uh, and uh, with things like anxiety or fear because we've just completely disconnected from our inner voice and oh, yeah. l- really trusting that no matter what someone else says out there, I can trust myself. And, oh, this imposter came up, this this critic. How do I still say it's okay that this critic voice is here and I step forward? You know, right. but it takes time. Like what we said, it, this is not easy work. It's not a quick fix. 
Well, because you also don't want that critical voice to totally disappear because that's sort of tied into our ability to assess. True, true, very true. The situation. So, you know, it's actually, it's an evolutionary pattern that we have, you know, because it's not the positive things that people told us about building houses that gave us, say, our houses. It's the the suggesting or saying, well, this really sucks. Look at this. You know, rain's pouring into it. And so we, we can act on often those negative the negative feedback but yes. that doesn't have to decimate us exactly exactly for many people it decimates us yes to get, and to get negative feedback if you've ever done a lecture 100 people were there yes 99 were like awesome standing up you see the one person she didn't stand up she's not really clapping and says eh he was all right not that great right you're going to chew on that not the 99 people you know, that said that was awesome yeah but that one person who said eh it was all right yeah, yeah. Well, what did I do wrong? What, you know, what, what did I miss? What did I right. get? Right. You're going to like analyze yourself into like an anxiety attack. <laughs> exactly. And, and hey, I've been that, did, done, did that years yeah. and years ago. And fortunately, I was able to work through because it was also recognizing that, that this kind of thing goes into that sense of somehow I need or the dependency that in order to feel good or feel accomplished, it's dependent on somebody else's approval. And I think that's a real an issue it's that comes not. up for a lot of people. No, it's but not. It's not. Nope. Oh, jeez. I know. But you but these, the, yeah, exactly. But this <laughs> this sort of cyclical nature of what you said earlier, yes. Gord, is that our lives is that we have opportunities to go deeper every time we feel a sense of sabotage. It's an opportunity to actually explore, okay, what am I actually ready for to look at? Because that's why it's coming up. Instead of, oh my God, here I here we go again. It's not the same story. It's not, it's you can it's not. There's more there. There's more richness. And it, it's sort of that aspect of going into the uh, whether it's the iceberg metaphor or the lotus in the mud or whatever it is, but being able to say, Oh, this came up because it's time for me to go deeper. Right. Right. And that that person that is making you feel, say, really agitated or whatever, this isn't your mother. This is a totally different woman with a different name living in a different town, you know, whatever. Right. Right. We have a tendency then to keep putting that archetypal face over top of the same person. You know, it's going to be, hey, just a minute. I'm not your dad. Exactly. You take that anchor back over to him and let's start, you know, start this out fresh. Yeah. Well, one and one of the things too that I wanted to mention prior to the break, when you said about, you know, being able to really get into your body and and drop out of these the story and the narrative. Maybe it was on the break we were saying it, but it's that's the other aspect of being able to be in nature, which is so important with nature cure. Mm. You know, that practice of being in nature where you are going into the felt sense, and instead of the story, you just feel the energy. You feel the the energy moving and know that you can move it. That's why I love some of the core shamanic practices, but with intention, where when you're there's there's a deliberate intention of movement, and again using the earth and the elements to be supports, because right. we don't you know using our, talking to our plants. You and I have talked about this before, right? It's like yeah, yeah. having this ability, like people using their pets, because sometimes your partners. Our partners don't necessarily want to hear that, and it's sometimes not okay for them to hear all of that. Right, right, right. No, that's true. You know, one of the things I'm thinking 
of the, someone once said to me, I said, do you ever see a rose bush turn around and go to all the roses that they just blew? Well, you're a you know, pathetic looking little group of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, right. no, nothing, nothing in nature, you know, sort of does that except us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, of, of a parent that said, well, you're pathetic. You think that the rose bush just did that to its own roses? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I, and I really thought, well, you know, I, for some reason that really struck me. I guess because I really am into plants and growing. Yeah. You know, and I thought, yeah, I, I can relate to that. Well, and I think that it's a really beautiful um, metaphor to use because it is that aspect of, wow, instead of looking at the beauty of the wholeness, I'm focusing on something and being incredibly the bullying. Yeah. And yeah, very. And, and and very bullying, right? It's like yeah. that that punishment of like, oh, you should be better. And straight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all of it, right? All you like know, that. behave a certain way, look a certain way, you know, yeah. dress a certain way. And I think all of this is there and when you realize, okay, that can be there and I can still have clarity and I can still step forward, but I have to practice being grounded and doing the work which is part of being a conscious human being and hopefully a, a, a healthy human being. Yeah. Not personalizing, you know, everybody else's crap. No. You know, their no. belief system. So, you know, there's so much about going on with the prosperity stuff, abundance stuff and that, that you can have anything you want in life. And the fact is, you, we don't get to have what we want in life. Right. We get what we believe about life or yes. in life. You know, and I think yes. that's, that's really important. It's like if you're doing anything, and we've got some great speakers I know coming on, uh, yeah. doing abundant stuff. Is if you don't clean up the belief, then it's going to be like this stuff doesn't work. This right. stuff really does work if right. we believe about whatever it is that we're we're wanting. You know, yeah, it's you a very can't have intimacy issues and want to have a fabulous marriage. <laughs> right, right, and and you you know you you basically this is a very powerful. Um, you know, saying because it's that it's similar to to saying, well, you can actually find evidence for anything you believe in. You can always Absolutely. prove yourself right. Yes. You can always prove yourself right. Bias. Exactly. Bias. Yeah. You know, I'm looking. I remember when I was a student learning homeopathy, and one of the instructors uh, would say to us, you know, if you have a choice of remedies that you want to use in terms of homeopathic medicines. He was like, put it out of the way because otherwise you will start to search for everything that supports this remedy. Yes. And, and, and you will, it's like this person needs, let's say Arnica. Then you're going to look for everything that this, that feeds into Arnica. The same thing is true of what we believe about ourselves. And I think that's where it can seem overwhelming for some people, which is why they go into procrastination or distraction or, whatever it is, you know, signing up for more right. courses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really. You know, I think that, you know, changing our beliefs, we kind of have to get into the what, where, why, and how of, of them, you know. Um, so if you're doing it, and you know, is, is to think back over your life. Because what, what you're going to look for is patterns, mm -hmm. you know, and, and what, the, what those patterns begin to show. So, you know, it's like, um, when was the first time that, say, X happened? Like you right. broke up with someone because of feeling too close. When did it happen again? You know, what were you feeling? And trying, you know, trying to recapture that. How did it play out? Those are, those are really, really important things. Very Kinda important. Like we talked about awareness. You know? Huge. 
uh, you know, it, you could do it in like 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day in the shower, you know, just yeah. reflecting, doing meditation or, or whatever. Yes. Uh, interrupting the cycle, you know. Massive. If you feel like you're wanting to pull away from someone or something, just allow yourself to be uncomfortable. Stay in the room. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't leave that room, even though you really, really want to. Fly mm -hmm. out there and drop your shoe, Cinderella. Uh, and just notice, what are you sitting in? What are you yeah. feeling? Yeah. You know? And then you go, oh, okay. Getting too close. Creating new beliefs. You know? And that's what... They, the most important thing is, is that I am not going to listen to other people's stuff. You can't do that. Right. It must right. be positively worded. Yes. Because that's how, that's how the brain works. Exactly. And something uh, that helps support, saying that I actually enjoy this, that, you know, tricking yeah. the brain a little bit. And get support. And it takes it gets support and practice. It takes yeah. it takes a commitment and it and it takes time. As we said, that you can't just cut out this part of you and say that's it. We we all have the saboteur, and I, I really think embracing and seeing that there's also positivity can be very very helpful. Right, making notes to yourself that says when blank happens, I will do blank right. instead of the way I used to do it. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. You know, and that's because our, our instinct is to go back to what we already knew. Exactly. Uh, consistently, that is our problem. Yes, uh, yes. One of my favorite sayings is, if you always do what you have always done, you will always get what you've always gotten. Great. Insanity. Uh, I love insanity, really. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, listen, uh, we're coming up to the end of the show. If people would like to be in touch with us, we're at info at spiritgrows.ca. Uh, if you want to know about who's coming up, what's coming up on the radio show, we're at the college, Transformational Arts College. Uh, get in touch with us at uh, transformationalarts.ca. Uh, starting next uh, Wednesday, June 16th, or the following Wednesday, June 16th, it's our annual summer lecture series begins. And what we're going to be, it's every Wednesday. There's 11 mini workshops going over 12 weeks. And what we're doing at here at Things Worth Considering is we're going to bring them on the Thursday before their lecture so that you can get to hear them and uh, see if this is something you'd like to go further with and be able to chat with them. So uh, that, that should be a fun, we've got mm -hmm. 11 speakers lined up. It should be Fantastic. an interesting summer. So Very. Uh, next week, then will be our first with Mr. Sebastian Glass. Uh, uh, he's an energy expert and his area of concern is people working with the energies that the sources that could potentially harm them, that they have a thorough knowledge so that they don't get hurt. Uh, so and his his workshop is on June the sixteenth. So this is Gordon Dell and Alexia Georgiusis. Things at here at things worth considering. <laughs> Have a great and healthy week, and we'll be back here next Thursday at eight p.m. Good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiusis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.